Hello and welcome back to the Happy Hippie Podcast. My name is Amanda McCormack. I am your host and this podcast is all about exploring all the areas in life that contribute to bringing us greater happiness. So we talk about a lot of different things all in the wellness area, different products, different methods, different mindsets and different things just to help you feel better mentally, physically and spiritually. So I believe that happiness is a journey and this podcast is here to assist you in that journey and help navigate you through it. This week's episode It's all about the gym. It's all about fitness. It's all about food and how they go together. It's a topic called nutrient timing. So what to eat before, after, and even during a workout, we're going to be talking about what to eat, why to eat, and when to eat pretty much. And don't think of this as a rule book, but more as a toolbox that you can keep in your back pocket for when you're planning your day, when you're planning out what should I eat, and just keeping in mind that food is fuel and I'm going to teach you how to use it as such. My background is I'm a personal trainer. I'm a nutrition coach. I'm also a woman's coaching specialist in both fitness and nutrition from Girls Gone Strong. Let me know if you want to see more fitness related. Even though we're talking about food, this does have to do with food and movement, food exercise. When it comes, it can be any type of exercise, really. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to break down weight training and cardio and what needs what and all that jazz in this episode. I have noticed that the last few episodes, I'm pretty much most of my episodes. I haven't done a lot of gym stuff. I am a personal trainer at heart, but I have had myself explore other areas. Like I'm also a yoga teacher and I just, I find that there's more to life than just fitness per se. And I spent so long being a fitness quote unquote persona. Like that's all I did. That's all I talked about on my first Instagram. I have an Instagram if you want to check it out. It got hacked. So I have a new one now from January on. But before January, my account was called Happy Hippie Fitness. Like my LLC is Happy Hippie Fitness. Um, my job is a woman's coach. Like fitness is the base of what I do. But I felt like it was consuming me for the longest time. And like I would go to the gym and all of my content. Like I just felt like I was filming myself constantly. Like it was it was making there was so much more that I wanted to talk about because I felt like for the longest time, without going on a rant, just like 30 seconds here, for the longest time when it came to fitness, everything I did was very, not unhealthy, but like all I focused on really was like my macros and like getting to the gym. And there were so many other areas of health, like sleep and stress and nutrients in terms of like vitamins and minerals and the qualities of food. Like I was just focusing on like, I need protein, I need to lift. And it was just like very consuming from the time I was like 19 to maybe like 22. I'm 26 now. So I think I did give myself a chance to kind of step back learn more things I got during this time is also when I did my yoga teacher training and I got the women's coaching certification so I got those in the past like two years or so so like I spend a lot of time going into other areas in health and fitness that matter as well and I like to share those with people because that's what's really helped me yes I can build you a workout program I know how to engage your muscles I got really good cues I can help you with lifting so if that's something you want to talk about on the podcast so down for it I know how to do workout programming, just like everything around that, I got you. But there's other things in life. So that's what I noticed I kind of shifted to. And I'm so happy I did. For the longest time, I kept myself in a box. Like I wouldn't let myself tap anything holistic or like step outside the box. Cause I was like, no, my Instagram is like me lifting weights. And if I want clients, I need to show myself in the gym and I need to be like serious and professional. So I'm glad I had a journey where I stepped back and was like, no, there's other things in health. There's other things that are going to make you feel good besides just lifting weights. Recovery is really important. Your mindset's really important. Your sleep. So I stepped back and I started to do a little bit more of that on my social media. And I'm glad I did. But I do have a lot of knowledge when it comes to fitness. And I still work out like resistance training during the week for myself. So 
that was my quick little spiel. If there's anything in the fitness area, I do want to start covering more episodes with that, along with nutrition, along with mindset, along with like meditation and all the stuff we already do on this podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about nutrition timing, how it affects the gym. So let's get into it, starting with pre-workout, what should be in your body before you work out, and a little bit behind what is nutrient timing. So like I was saying, and like I'm always saying, nutrition and exercise go hand in hand. And once you figure out how to properly fuel your body for activity, you can only go up from here, you know? Besides just eating the right foods, the timing of when you eat before and after a workout actually has more of an effect on your body than you may think. I'm going to put some studies in the show notes if you're really curious on all this jazz. Eating the optimal nutrients before and after exercise help your body perform better, recover faster, and even minimize muscle damage after exercise. This is known as peri-workout, P-R-I, workout, or nutrient timing. So that's what we're talking about today. What you eat and when you eat it is known as nutrient timing. So why care about this in general? Do you ever feel tired or sluggish going into a workout? It might be the way that you're eating around your day. Maybe you feel too full or stuffed by training and it actually can affect your performance. Or maybe you're just looking for a way to optimize your energy and your results in the gym because there's a direct correlation on how and when you eat with the results that you're getting in the gym. And results isn't just like aesthetic, it's it's your performance. Like, do you feel strong? Do you feel like you're progressing in your exercises? It's other variables besides just how you look or the number on the scale, although those can be affected as well. But we're talking the whole scope, well-rounded here. So I know everybody's different. You can't do a cookie cutter type episode, you know? Everybody has a preference of what time they train at. You have a preference in what you like to eat. And you have your own busy schedule during the day that's going to affect when you train and when you eat. So again, think of this as a toolbox. I made this podcast episode to include, one, the science behind each meal surrounding a workout. I'm going to give you examples of some meals for each of these categories. So think of this as a little bit of an audio recipe book. And ways that you can incorporate nutrient timing in your own day-to-day toolbox. That's the the secret word of the day. That's what this episode is. The number one thing to take from this episode or anything with nutrition is to remember literally that food is fuel. So eating before you work out, not talking about a time window, but just in general, before you go through your movement for the day, having some sort of fuel in the tank already in your body is really important. So pre-workout meals is what we're going to talk about first. So actually the pre-workout meal has the most impact on your workouts. It's going to determine how effective your workouts are. Your workouts will be what creates your muscle growth. So prioritizing what you eat around that time frame will certainly help you with your growth and your progress. So before working out or Anytime you have a physical event, your body is going to need a good source of glycogen. So glycogen is the short term storage form of a. Oh, my God, that was such a I was a tongue twister, wasn't it? The short term storage form of a carbohydrate. So that's what glycogen is. Glycogen supplies immediate energy to the body, which is going to be needed before a workout. So we're going to learn all about how different macronutrients break down in the body because that has a really big impact on this. Your pre-workout meal itself should consist of a large amount of carbohydrates and then a smaller amount of protein. So if you want to like make a mental note in your head, large amount of carbohydrates and a smaller amount of protein is going to be the best for a pre-workout meal, like a combination. So the carbohydrates are going to immediately fuel the body. Just like I said, carbohydrates have glycogen, which is what your body needs before a workout. It's going to give you that quick bit of energy, that fuel. 
the moderate protein source is going to help repair and grow the muscle tissues. So having that in your body, your body will use that as your muscles are breaking down during your workout. You got that protein. It's ready to go. Okay. Protein takes longer to digest than carbohydrates and it doesn't supply an immediate source of energy, which is why it's going to be a smaller serving before your workout. So you want a bigger source of carbs, but you also want like a little a little side of protein in there to help later, you know? So if you happen to be taking notes or if you want to make a note in your phone notes, two main reasons to eat a pre-workout meal. Number one, it's going to fuel your workout literally with that carbohydrate source. And number two, it creates an anabolic environment in your body with that protein source. So again, that's the environment where your muscle can grow. So about a minute or two ago, I was saying that we're gonna learn how different macronutrient groups break down. So I've been talking about carbs, I've been talking about protein. Maybe you're wondering why I haven't mentioned fats and fiber. So the body takes a longer time to digest fats and fiber. These taken before a workout are actually gonna slow down digestion in your entire body because your body has to focus on breaking down the fats and the fiber. So it's recommended that fat and fiber intake prior to a workout should be smaller or as minimal as it can be as the body is gonna try and digest it as you work out and it could actually lead to having some like tummy aches or feeling bloated during your workout. So rule of thumb is just try to get a smaller amount in. You can have fats and fiber. It's not gonna <laughs> it's not gonna take you out. Your body needs those things as well. But before a workout, trying to have a smaller amount of them is probably gonna be better so it doesn't like mess up your digestion while you're working out. As this episode is a toolbox, I'm gonna teach you how to time fats and fiber before your workout as well. So now that we know that fats and fibers slow down your digestive system, we can use that information to benefit us. So here's an example. Let's say you know you're about to eat a meal right now, you're at lunch or something, and you won't be able to get to the gym for a few hours after you're done with work. So actually having some fat and fiber in the meal might help you keep that energy sustained longer until you get to your workout. So the rule of thumb or the takeaway would be that meals eaten really close to your workout or eating closer to your workout should contain less fat. And then meals eaten further away from the workout window should contain more fat. Again, we're thinking about these macronutrients as fuel. So think about fats and fiber as like the slow burner. If you know that you have a large window between this meal and when you're going to be exercising, having some fat, having some fiber, it's going to like slowly burn in your body. It's going to like keep that energy going and your body's going to have time to digest it. So you won't be digesting it while you work out. But if you know you're going to be working out in the next hour, maybe putting a load of peanut butter on your sandwich might not be the best because your body is going to have to break down that peanut butter first and it's going to be the first focus before it gets to like use your carbs and it might give you a little bit of a tummy ache so rule of thumb again larger window you're feel free to use those fats and those fibers to help you keep that energy sustained smaller window just try to lower the amount of fat lower the amount of fiber and focus on getting carbs and a little bit of protein in Okay, now that we've covered protein, carbs, and fat, and fiber, let's talk a little bit about pre-workout meal timing in terms of what science says. So remember that the pre-workout meal means that it's fueling your workout. The timing kind of matters. Again, toolbox, I have examples if you can't get this perfect because there's literally no such thing as a perfect timing. <laughs> um, you want to be able to digest your food before you work out. And you want food that's going to give you energy for your activity. So you can work with your lifestyle to figure out when is the best time to eat for you. 
According to science, and this is what I learned even when I was getting my nutrition certification, the most optimal time frame to eat before a workout is generally about an hour to an hour and a half before your workout so that your body has time to digest. So again, about an hour to an hour and a half before your workout so that your body has time to digest. But again, life is life. What if you can't do that? What if you wake up very early in the morning? What if you don't have time to eat in that frame? We got you. It's a toolbox. We're learning. Think about kind of what I just said about the fats, how when you have that bigger window, you kind of want to use your brain power to think, okay, what can I eat to sustain me? And if you have the smaller window, you want to think about, okay, I don't have a lot of time to digest. That's what we're going to be doing here. So if you can't fit that time frame of an hour to an hour and a half, just work around it. If you're eating less than an hour to an hour and a half before your workout, eating a lower calorie meal is going to be faster digesting for your body and it's going to supply that immediate glycogen source to the body. But if you're eating way earlier than an hour before your workout, try eating a little higher in calories because it's going to take your body longer to digest that meal and then you can use that energy longer by the time your workout comes. Now, as somebody who's worked in a gym where I teach 5 a.m. classes, I know people wake up very early to go to, to the gym sometimes. And I also know some people like to train fasted. So I want to talk a little bit about that because there's also some things that you can do. If you can eat in the morning before a workout, it is recommended to do so. The science behind that is your body is usually lower in glycogen in the morning. So overnight when you're sleeping, the liver depletes a lot of glycogen because it fuels the nervous system with that glycogen. So you're gonna have lower glycogen levels in the morning and your cortisol is also gonna be a little higher in the morning. So you are more susceptible to stress, especially if you didn't sleep well. So that ties into it. Like everything's holistic, but we're gonna stay on nutrition. Um, so you have lower glycogen in the morning, you have higher cortisol, so it is recommended to have something in your stomach before you're gonna put your body through a stressor, which is what exercise is, it's a form of stress on the body. Exercising before eating comes with a risk, this is a real word, a risk of bonking. Bonking is the actual sports term for feeling lethargic or lightheaded due to having low blood sugar. Now, remember that pre-workout meals don't have to be massive, you know? The body just needs something to prime your metabolism and to provide a direct energy source. I'm gonna give you some examples um, in the next section when I talk about all the meal examples of lighter things that you can have in the morning and also some pre-packaged items that I like to buy for really quick meals, especially if you work out super early. But if you still don't think that you can stomach something before a workout, I know some people are really against it. I'm going to talk about intra-workout later, like intra-workout nutrition, which is, it's real, having something during your workout to sustain you. So just stay tuned for that part of the episode because I'll talk a little bit about that. But if you're not eating before you work out, Staying hydrated is also so important, especially if you're not eating. Drink water before the workout and make sure to stay hydrated throughout the day because it's going to affect your performance the next day as well. So what they usually say to do is to aim for an intake of five to six milliliters of water per day per the kilogram in your body weight. So staying hydrated is very important during the workout and during your day for everybody, period. But especially if you're choosing to work out fasted, which again, I'm not really for, but I'm going to give you some examples later just in case. I'm not forcing anyone to change their opinion, but the science does support it. It's better to have a little something something in your belly. Now let's get on to some examples of food, like actual meals. I'm going to break it down into sections based on the sections we just spoke about. So with the timing, if your meal's in less than an hour, if your workout's in one to two hours, I'm going to give you examples and you'll see what I mean with the groups of food we were talking about. 
So if your workout is in less than an hour, you wake up at 6 a.m. and you have to be working out by 7. The best things that you can have are think about a nutrition bar, some sort of prepackaged bar, or you can make your own, something that's quick to eat and you can just get in your body. Any bit of fruit, fruit in the morning, the classic banana, an apple, whatever you can stomach, that's usually going to be a really nice gateway if you don't like to eat before a workout to try something small like a nutrition bar, fruit. You can do granola, make your own granola, buy granola, a cereal of sorts, or you can make a little bit of a combo. So Greek yogurt with fruit, which Greek yogurt with fruit is awesome to have in the morning because we're not talking about cortisol in this episode really, but it's a really good food because like I mentioned, your cortisol does spike in the morning and having proteins and carbs also helps with that. It comes down to the, to the glycogen thing because your liver is connected with um, the cortisol too, but nutrition bar, fruit, granola, and Greek yogurt with fruit and granola if you want to spice it up a little bit. You're aiming to get carbs and protein, small amount of protein, a little bit of carbs to fuel you, but you're in that hour window. So again, you want to have a lower calorie consumption because you want to have just a little bit of energy. The next example category would be if your workout is in one to two hours. So think about maybe a whole grain cereal with milk of choice. So having a like a bigger bowl of cereal. Um, Another way you can have cereal is hot, (laughs) so oatmeal with some bananas and almonds. So breaking apart that, again, the oatmeal has fiber in it, so it's going to keep you sustained in those two hours, but it also has that carb source to help you with the quick glycogen fuel. Bananas, also a form of carb. And then the almonds is going to be that small amount of protein. There is a small amount of protein in oatmeal as well. Usually oats have a little bit of protein in them. So the combo of that with the almonds is going to give you that little bit of protein to put your body in that anabolic state. The next example would be a sandwich. So this one I'm making up an almond butter with fruit sandwich. The reason I'm picking that, and you're noticing the difference in this category rather than the first. There's more fats in this category. So the milk and the cereal, there's going to be a form of fat in the milk, even though it's smaller. The same thing with the almonds. There's a little bit of fat in almonds. And almond butter has more fat than almonds. And the fruit preserve is going to give you a little bit of that carb source as well. And again, there also are proteins in the almond butter. So we're adding a little bit of fat into this category. The first category didn't have fat. If your workout's in less than an hour, you just want a quick source of carbs and a little bit of protein if you can to get it done. But if your workout is in an hour and a half to two hours, a little bit of fiber, a form of fiber, or a little bit of a fat source is okay because it's going to help you sustain it. So we're thinking critically. It's a little bit longer time so we can add an ingredient that's going to help us sustain our energy longer, which is going to be fats and fiber. So you can add that into your little formula. You want to have carbs, a little bit of protein, and a little bit of fiber or fat. So something like that is how I like to think. I'm not giving you a meal plan where I'm telling you, you have to eat these things before you work out. But if in your mind you can think of a formula for how long do I have to work out, okay, it's in this range what ingredients are going to help me get through this smaller stretch or longer stretch of time. So then my final category to build on the second category is if your workout is two or more hours away. So guess what we're going to do? We're going to up the volume a little bit. We're going to add a little bit more again because we have a longer amount of time from when we're consuming the fuel to when we need to use the fuel. So another example would be a sandwich here, but a different type of sandwich. So a sandwich where you're using whole grain bread, a lean protein source, and a salad. 
like we're think we're talking like meal meals. These are going to be like a light lunch at work or something. So the whole grain bread is going to have fiber in it to help sustain you and a carb source. The lean protein, you're also getting your protein and your salad is going to have carbs as well. The protein, it could also contain fats or your salad can have like a fatty dressing. So something made of like olive oil or avocados and things like that. Just you kind of want to have all the food groups when your workout is two or more hours away. An egg omelet can be an example with toast, avocado, and fruit. You know the breakdown on that. Eggs are awesome. Eggs have carbs, fats, and proteins. That was one thing I took from, God, what was the class? I can't even think of the class. If you guys went to my college, there was this mandatory science class that everybody had to take that wasn't like a science major. And we had like the, fu- he was like the funnest professor and everybody had to take him. And he, I remember just, he was talking about eggs one day, how they are like, if you were stuck in the jungle. I don't know. When you had an egg with you, it was a great source to eat because it has fats, carbs, and proteins in it. And I have never forgotten that fact. I pull it out all the time and I wish I didn't. But if you can remember the professor's name, if you went to my college and you took that science class, I feel like you you would know what it is if you're listening. Um, what was his name? Because I can't think of his name. He was awesome. But eggs are a well-rounded source of macronutrients. They got all three bad boys in it. Then if you're having it with whole grain toast, you got fiber, you got carbs, you got avocado for the fats, you got carbs and avocado as well, and then carbs in the fruit. So you're trying to hit pretty much everything. If you have more than two hours, like I said, another example would be a classic dish where you have a lean protein, you have brown rice and veggies. You can do the breakdown on that one as well. And then protein oatmeal with uh, fruits and nuts. If you want to add like protein powder to your oatmeal, if you don't have a protein source, that's a great way to do it. You can also get a lot of fats from the nuts, a lot of protein from the nuts as well to add in there. So you're having a little bit of protein. You want your protein to kind of go up a little more because remember how I was saying in the beginning that protein does take a little longer to break down. So if you do have that window, proteins and fats and fiber will take longer to break down. Fats and fiber take longer than protein. Then it's protein and then it's carbs. So that's like the the backwards pyramid. But we can go over that one more time because I know I was giving a lot of the examples, but I really kind of wanted to like drill it into your head. So in one sentence, in one very long run on sentence, if your workout is in less than an hour, you want a smaller amount of things, something that has a little bit of carbs and a small amount of protein, but you can even just go with the carbs if anything. Next up, if your hour is in the window of like one and a half hours to two hours, you're going to slowly increase it. You want to bring in a little bit of fat and fiber, just a little bit to sustain you, but focusing heavy on the carbs and protein. And then if your workout is in two or more hours away, you want to hit carbs, protein, and a little bit of fat and fiber to sustain you. All right, we made it out of the pre-workout section. It was really important. I had a lot of stuff in there. Thank you for listening. Um, intra-workout is our next section. It's, it's really short. And then post-workout, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. It's not as long as the first section. But like I said, very important to have the education behind the fuel you have before a workout. But let's talk about intra-workout. Because I know it sounds weird. Like, are we eating during our workout? Like, what does this mean? This is called nutrient timing. So yes, you can consume nutrients while you're working out, but this is most likely going to be done in the form of a liquid. So it's not required. Intra-workout nutrition is not required, but it's helpful. And it's especially helpful for a certain amount of categories, like a certain sect of people. So listen up. Maybe you're one of them. I don't know if I am, but you might be one. So it's especially helpful if you train fasted or you train in the early morning. If you're eating in a caloric deficit, so if you're eating in a caloric deficit and you're not getting as much energy or it's kind of 
a shock to you because you just switch into a deficit, having an intra-workout nutrient source might be really good for you. If you're feeling like you're bonking that word, that means you're getting lightheaded or lethargic during your training. If your workouts are longer than one hour, that's a rule of thumb. Like sometimes when I go to the gym, it's like an hour and 15. I've done like an hour and a half before, but like sometimes it's just me moseying around. But technically to, to the law, the, the law of intra-workout, if it's longer than an hour or so, it's a good idea to maybe consume some. And then if your workouts are physically taxing. So if you're a college athlete and you're doing two workouts a day, if you're training for like a big competition, you're doing some sort of marathon training, something like that, that's physically, physically taxing on you, intra-workout nutrition could be something to look into. So again, this is mostly recommended for those that are training for roughly more than one hour or those who feel lightheaded during their workouts. A typical recommendation would be to take a serving size of essential amino acids, so EAAs, during your training. Or if needed, you can get an actual carbohydrate source such as Gatorade, because Gatorade has carbs in it in the form that they put in there with the blend and also the sugar that they put in there. So usually the first first option is going to be better for shorter length activities. So I know a lot of people, especially those in like the lifting community and anybody who follows like <laughs> any sports nutrition brand on Instagram, they're going to promote EAAs or they're going to promote BCAAs with EAAs, amino acids, a form of amino acids and probably a form of carbohydrate or a little bit of sugar. So that's what's going to help you if you find yourself getting lightheaded during your workouts, especially like I mentioned, if you train fasted, I would invest in a brand. I think that they're, they're so worth it. It helps me sometimes when I do usually lifting workouts. Um, I like to put a scoop in. They're not bad. Usually most are under $20, but you can also get some like bigger brands that are going to be a little more expensive. The OG one that you can get on Amazon is Extend. It's like Extend. It's spelled with an X. Um, they have a lot of flavors. I believe that was the first brand I ever bought. And to be honest, it's really good. It's really good. PE Science is another brand I really, really like. I recommend their stuff all the time. And then finally, if you're looking for more of like a clean alternative, I'll put all these links below. This is not sponsored or anything. This is just truly, I've been putting my money <laughs> into the fitness industry for like eight years. And I feel like I know the brands pretty well. Um, Live Healthily is a website that you can buy cleaner products on. So they don't use like fillers and they don't use, they have a whole list of things on the homepage that everything on that website does not have. So if you're looking for something that doesn't have, um, like a lot of fitness brands will kind of put stuff in their products that aren't that great for you or they'll put different things in there that are like chemicals. So if you're, I've been exploring getting some different types of products and I found a lot of them on Live Healthily. So I'll put a link below for that uh, website if you want to check it out. And then otherwise, again, you can get them on Amazon. You can get them from most brands. I do love PE Science though. Shout out to them. Just truly, they, they have a really nice flavor palette <laughs> and a good blend. So if you're looking for any form of amino acids, the essential amino acids are going to be better. EAA. So all you got to do with those is just throw them in your shaker water bottle and bring them with you. There's technically a recommendation. So I'll let you know. I'll give you the, the science recommendation. But just sipping on it during your workout is like the best way to do it. Because I don't know. I don't know. I'm not, I wouldn't memorize this. But <laughs> basically, it's suggested that consuming 6 to 12 ounces of an electrolyte drink or EAAs every 15 to 30 minutes during exercise has been shown to extend the capacity of some athletes. That's from a study from 2017. So fairly recently, uh, six to 12 ounces every 15 to 30 minutes. So as long as you're periodically sipping on whatever beverage you have, 
it, it should benefit you. And I do, I truly do love EAAs. Like I've used them for my training sessions and like, I love them. I feel like they, it could, <laughs> it could be a placebo, but I do feel sometimes like they're great. That's all I got to say. I'll talk forever. Let's move on to post-workout. Sorry, I get passionate sometimes. I feel like I will literally ramble. So I'm doing everyone a favor and we're chopping it. <laughs> what to eat, what to consume after your workout has been done. So that's what this window is. It's not directly after. It's just the window where you're going to be consuming fuel after you've moved your body in a stressful way. So recovery is the body's process of adapting to the previous workload that you just had during your workout and then strengthening itself for the next challenge. So that's actually where all the changes happen is during your recovery. So when your body is recovered, it naturally supplies more energy and more hydration for your next workout, aka it improves your performance and it reduces your chance of injury. Whether you were focusing on endurance or strain training, your body needs proteins to provide amino acids to actually repair those muscle fibers that get damaged during exercise and help to develop new tissue. So it really is important to give the body the nutrients that it needs. So get ready for your new formula. The recovery meal is focused on three main components. Number one is going to be protein. So protein helps repair damaged muscles and helps develop new muscle tissue. Carbohydrates are used to replenish the depleted fuel stores that we use during the workout. And the third one, fluids, it's not fats. I feel like you thought I was going to say fats. I said fluids. Fluids, electrolytes and fluids to rehydrate the body. Those are what you should be focusing on in the windows after your workout. Again, you can have anything that I didn't mention, like fats, fibers, but these are the three big things that are going to help your body build muscle, recover, and come back stronger so that you can move and do an activity the next day. The difference between the pre-workout meal and the post-workout meal is that it's protein-focused. Carbs aren't the emphasis anymore because your body does not need to use them as an immediate energy source. But again, they should be included sometimes after your workout because, again, it generally depletes your glycogen, your muscle glycogen when you do any sort of physical activity. So you are going to need to restore your glycogen, but it's not the immediate need. The immediate need is your muscle fibers are like <laughs> they're literally ripped apart and they're like, help, we need amino acids to like put us back together. So that's what the body needs. And then while you're at it, you're like, okay, I need carbs too, because I got to also fuel these glycogen sources. Protein requirements, it, they vary between individuals. So I can't give you like an exact number, but studies do show that consuming 15 to 30 grams of protein within two hours after exercise can maximize the muscle rebuilding and the repair process. So again, that's about 15 to 30 grams in the two hour window after working out that are going to help you out the most. But just try to get protein in during the day. Uh, if you work out, just try to get protein in after you work out at any point. Let's talk a little bit about when to consume these post-workout meals. So just like earlier, we have a little bit of like a formula to go through. When you consume the post-workout meal, it depends on how long before the actual workout that you ate. So you got to think about your day. Every day is a new day. That's why I like to give you these tools just to remember because there's going to be no cookie cutter formula. You're going to have different days. You're going to have different times that you work out. So just thinking ahead of time after you work out, when was the last time you ate before the workout? If you ate an hour before your workout, you should consume your post-workout meal anytime from one to three hours after training. So again, if you ate quicker and sooner to before your workout, then try to aim for one to three hours 
after training this shouldn't be too hard though because i feel like we're always hungry after we work out and most of the time you will be eating something after you work out in that window of one to three hours three hours is kind of a long time i think if you ate two or more hours before your training the rule of thumb is just try to get your post-workout meal as soon as possible if you can get it within an hour even better so if you took longer to eat before your workout just try to get something in quick enough because your pot your body if you think about it it used up those sources you had that fat and fiber two hours before your workout but now it's five hours ago that you last ate so as soon as you can try to get something into your system and let's get into our recipe book section so post workout meal examples i got a few of them um i can always type this up and do like a real post about this as well if you're more visual but let's get into it a good example would be a fruit smoothie with some sort of milk and then a protein powder again you're hitting all of those categories you're even getting fluids so fun fact anytime you drink liquid you're getting water into your body i know people are always saying to drink eight cups of water or whatever you hear but as long as you are drinking a liquid your body is going to convert that into water and use it to replenish itself so a smoothie is a good source you got the milk you got the protein and you got the fruit Another example could be a grilled chicken sandwich, whole wheat bread, sweet potato fries, and then you can also add um, a fat source. So maybe you can add a dressing, a sauce. A cool way to get a little bit of fat and protein is cottage cheese. You can make a sauce out of that. I know it sounds weird, but trust me. So a chicken sandwich, you got your veggies, you got your bread, and you got a fat source. Another example would be ground turkey and rice and then a side salad. Again, we're focusing on having a big portion of protein. As you can see, you got the carbs and then you're getting, you actually also get water through veggies, but you're basically focusing on bigger protein, a little smaller carbs. Another example, chicken breast, baby potatoes, Brussels sprouts. You can even go the vegan way. You can hit, um, not vegan, but like vegetarian. You can do tofu, broccoli, and quinoa. Dress it up, make a nice little little sauce. And you can drink a glass of milk if if that's what you do. If if you're one of those. <laughs> if you if you drink milk. Nothing nothing wrong with it. But usually you guys are as tough as the navy. If you can drink milk or you drink from the tap, like you are strong. I wrote down so many examples of just like various combinations. So another one could be a whole grain bagel topped with peanut butter and a banana. That like if you work out in the morning and you need a quick to go kind of thing, preparing a bagel, like a bagel sandwich is like a really great idea. And it doesn't always have to be savory, you know, whole grain banana. You got the peanut butter. There is a source of protein in there. And you can also maybe have a protein bar. Another thing you can do is pasta, like whole, whole grain pasta, tomato sauce, uh, whole grain bread and veggies. You can add a protein source into that as well. And energy bars or protein bars, try to go for something that has 15 to 20 grams of protein. Because again, you want to get 15 to 30 grams is your goal in the pre-workout meal. So if you fasted or if you're on the go, try a protein shake like right after your workout and then you can have some fruit. Or you can make a pre-workout smoothie, sorry, a post-workout smoothie where you're just putting like frozen fruit and protein in there. But even a pre-packaged protein source will be really good for you because like I said, if you ate an hour before your workout, usually you have a longer window. If you ate a few hours before, you try to get it in right away. But if you didn't eat before at all, really, really, really try to get something quick. And a lot of times a conveniently pre-packaged drink, meal, fruit something you can just grab and eat is going to be your best bet because it's just so easy to do and your body is like please please give me 
some of my favorite bars the go macro bar so good um you can also get these really good bars i'm gonna mispronounce them it's spelled c l i o they're greek yogurt bars i lived off them when i used to get up in the morning and work at f45 i would literally have to be at the job at like 4 a.m and i would eat (laughs) i would eat in the bathroom stall because i would get up at three to go to work drive at like 3 30 because i'm so far away from where i worked I would go there, unlock the gym, like get the heat going. And then I would go in the bathroom because we didn't have anywhere else to go. I would go in the bathroom and I would eat like my prepackaged meal because technically I was working out because I was like coaching other people and like running around. I would always eat those Clio bars. I think that's what they're called or mush. That sounds horrible. I was eating mush in the bathroom. (laughs) Mush is the prepackaged oatmeal. So it's like, um, I think they actually have 12 to 15 grams of protein in them. It's overnight oats. Trader Joe's has a version of them as well. So they're just Trader Joe's overnight oats. But you can get mush at most grocery stores and Whole Foods. Such a good grab and go. Especially if you're like eating after the gym. They're so great. They have a good source of protein in it to like hold you over. And they're also really good in the morning. So I just wanted to plug those things. Chobani, 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 I don't know how, I don't know, but they're the Greek yogurt brand as well. They have a drinkable yogurt drink that's like 25 grams of protein, plus it has fruit in it. That was also my go-to because you can just throw it in your bag. It's a purple drinkable, like it's like the Danimals, but for adults and it's Greek yogurt. It has 25 grams and it has carbs in it as well. So that's so good if you're in a rush before a workout or after a workout as well, because it does have more protein, so I would say post-workout. But for me, like holding me over in the mornings, those are my three go-tos. Either the Greek yogurt bar, overnight oats, or the pre-packaged thing. Sometimes I do recommend, this is my last thought, to put some time or put a, like a little bit, like at first I didn't want to do it, but I was like, you know what? It really does help me. Realistically, in the mornings, I'm not going to cook. I need something that I can grab and go. So grab and go products like that, stocking up on them for the week, helped me in the long run. Sure, maybe I spent like two or three dollars for each of those things. And like sometimes in your head, you try to be frugal and you're like, no, I don't want to spend that money. Like I'll do. And you don't end up, you end up not eating anything. So sometimes I do recommend grabbing a little bit of those grab and go products. You can make your own overnight oats, something that you can just like prepare. That's what meal planning is at the end of the day. It's just thinking ahead. What's easier for me this week to like stay not to stay on track because I don't like using that term really, but like fueling my body. If I want to fuel my body properly, having a yogurt drink is going to help me out. So I'm going to get them. So that's just my last little thought. You don't have to cook everything. You can find convenient ways, but just think ahead what's going to work for you because we're all different. I have one last little note about post-workout fluids and then that pretty much wraps it up. So the body does lose water after exercise via, if you can guess, sweat so regardless of how much you sweat during a workout your body does need to stay hydrated so even if you don't sweat you're like um i don't sweat i'm not one of those um any form of physical activity your body needs to stay hydrated afterwards even if you don't sweat sweat isn't really an indicator for a lot of things it's mostly genetic so studies show that staying hydrated with some sort of recovery beverage or even just water during the four to six hour window after your workout is going to be effective for recovery so i agree right here i think we can both agree having some water even just a glass of water within the six hour window sounds like something manageable if you make an effort of it so just keep in mind to stay hydrated after you work out it's rule of thumb most of these things so remember that by 
restoring your hydration status, it helps you out with your next workout. Everything you do after workout number one is going to help you with workout number two the next day or even two days down the line. It really does. It's sometimes it's hard for us to comprehend that because you're like, what does this have to do with then? But it really does carry over. You're preparing your body for that workout. If you're not still hydrated on Monday after your workout, you might be a little bit dehydrated or not properly fueled for your workout on Tuesday and it could affect your recovery, your performance, and even could lead to injury at the end of the day. If it's something that like you're doing every day and you're not staying hydrated after you work out, it could lead to injury. Like everything's connected. Okay, I think that wraps up everything I really wanted to talk about. I just wanted to talk about before, during, and after workout, those windows, the rule of thumb of what you should eat. Like a quick recap, again, your body needs more carbs before a workout, a little bit of protein. Think about that window. The longer the window, the more you can add. The smaller the window, just remember it could like upset your stomach and affect your workout. Trying to stay hydrated during the workout is important, especially if you fast. So if you want to take some sort of amino acids during your workout, EAAs or BCAAs, they're also really good for you. Um, But you can check that list if you feel like it applies to you. If you don't feel like it applies to you, don't worry about it. Post-workout, you want to try and eat one to three hours after your workout, focusing more on protein and more on hydration. So that's basically it. I mean, I gave you a lot more information in the episode, but just keeping those little rules of thumb in mind and then customizing it for your own day. Because again, your day is going to be different than my day and my day is going to be different than someone else's, but making it work. If you want to ever go back to this episode, take notes, you can. You can also DM me. I can give you little shortcuts or little like samples of the episode in written form if you want to. I love talking or texting technically. (laughs) So feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. My Instagram is happy, holistic, hippie. There I am on Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is Monday right now. I have two little announcements, tons of fun stuff. Thursdays, I'm uploading the meditations again. I took a break from the meditations for a little bit, but I had one up last week and we will have one up this Thursday. Every single Sunday for the next six weeks going forward, I just did one of them yesterday. We have seven classes on the seven chakras. So I just did the root chakra class. With that class, I put up a free ebook about the root chakra. You can go grab it on my Instagram. It was on my story. I have it in my link in bio. It'll be right there when you turn it on if you hit that link. Um, It's a book and it tells you all about the root chakra. I used all the information that I got from my yoga teacher training. I gave you journaling examples. I gave you like a cheat sheet about all about it, different practices you can do, different yoga poses. I'm going to be doing it for every single chakra each week. If you attend the class, I post it on the story afterwards. So every single Sunday at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time um, on Instagram Live, so it's totally free. Feel free to just jump on 9.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Instagram. I'm going to go live doing a one-hour yoga class with a meditation attached to it. And then there'll be a book about that chakra. So this week we got the sacral chakra, which has to do with your creativity. If you feel like your creativity is blocked, it might have to do with that area. It has to do with your hips. Sometimes our hips store a lot of emotions. So we're going to be doing a lot of hip opening in the class, but also a lot of like flowy, creative movements. So if you're around, feel free to join. I'm also just putting every single class fully on my Instagram. So it doesn't matter when you're listening to this episode. If you're listening way later on in life, um, they're going to be up on my Instagram. So you can go through my page. They'll be under my IG lives section as well. And you got free full classes on Instagram to go check out. So if you feel the sacral chakras 
what you need to work on this Sunday at 9.30 or it's going to be immortalized on my Instagram page forever. And I guess the last plug would be if you truly do have any fitness questions, anything, you feel like you want more of a personalized approach with what works for you. I also do coaching, one-on-one coaching. When it comes to fitness, I have my own app. I love to do fitness programs, but we also like this podcast. I talk about how everything's connected. You know, it's not just fitness. I'm also a nutrition coach, so we do go into nutrition, but I give a lot of mindset resources. You get a yoga library, you get all these eBooks on self-confidence, on learning about different topics like hormones and cortisol, and also how to regulate yourself with your stress, your mind, meditation for everything. So it's almost like holistic coaching, but it is based on a fitness program. So if you're trying to find out what fitness regimen works for you. If you're having issues with meal planning or finding out how to eat properly or you find you're bumping into a woman's issue, feel free to message me. We can talk a little bit about it. I always do like a free consultation before coaching so you can just get a Q&A out of me, if anything, for free. Um, yeah, just feel free. I have a link in my bio as well. If you want to check it out, I'll put it below or you can just message me. Anytime you got a fitness or nutrition question, I do this every day from my living I love the talk too. So it's a deadly combo. Shoot me a message and we can talk about it. Happy Holistic Hippie on Instagram. I hope you have a wonderful day. See you Thursday for the meditation and take care.